Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Hey everybody, this is your host, Tom Dahmers. This is Season 2, Episode 9, and today we're talking about gardening, rural property, and tactical training with my friend Jay Dolan. For those of you who might be new, the Small Scale Life blog and podcast are dedicated to developing a sustainable life through gardening, healthy living, frugal living, and having adventures along the way. At Small Scale Life, we're always dedicated to learning, doing, and growing. Before we begin today's podcast, let's hear from a few friends of Small Scale Life. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to remind you about the Small Scale Life Facebook group. This group will give you a backstage pass and access to other members of the Small Scale Life community. We'll discuss gardening, healthy lifestyle, frugal living, and having adventures along the way. This is also your chance to see what's coming up on Small Scale Life. See some content not shared on the blog and ask questions of future guests. Join Small Scale Life's Facebook group today. Are you a prepper, urban homesteader, or farmsteader with dreams? about growing an orchard of food, fiber, and fuel crops? Greg and Susan Burns from Nature's Image Farms have designed some orchard bundles just for you. For a limited time, Nature's Image Farms is offering two bundles of fruit trees and comfrey for all your prepping and homesteading needs. They have an urban homesteader bundle complete with Antonovica apple, elderberry, American plum, mulberry, nankin cherry, bartlett pear, and comfrey cuttings for $75. For homesteaders, they have a farmstead bundle consisting of Antonovica apple, American plum, mulberry, Nankin cherry, Bartlett pear, persimmon, hybrid chestnut, hybrid hazelnut, Norway spruce, elderberry, ginkgo biloba, black locust, and comfrey cuttings for $225. These bundles are available until April 24th, so head over to naturesimagefarm.com and order today. Remember, orchard orders using SSL code for Small Scale Life get a 10% discount and free shipping. Head over to naturesimagefarm.com today. Remember, this is a limited time offer. Well, everybody, I'm excited to have my friend Jay Dolan back on the Small Scale Life podcast. For those of you new to the podcast, Jay is a firefighter out east and a blogger at condotocompound.blogspot.com. Welcome back to the show, Jay. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what have you been doing? It's been since January since we had you on, so, you know, a couple months have passed. What's What's been going on? You know, uh, working a lot, kind of saved up for quite a while to take a trip, you know, ended up going to Hawaii. Nice. Um, you know, ended up ended up getting engaged I knew that yeah um, well that's know, great so, man congratulations getting, that's awesome thank you thank you we're, we're trying to we're trying to get stuff planned we were talking about it today had a few things we were kicking around and making plans for the future yeah that's great well yeah. Well, yeah. if you guys run into flower questions, you guys know who to come to. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Now, yeah, you, for you, sure. You spent some time out there in Hawaii, right? Yeah, we were. I, it was close to two weeks, I think. Oh, man. So we, we're fortunate we have the ability to get that kind of time off. Yeah, just got away. It was weird. It was took us a while to reset. Yeah. Um, to go from the work mindset to mm-hmm. the. Uh, you know, vacation mindset. But man, once we were in it, it was time to leave. So <laughs> yeah, it totally, uh, it totally takes time to decompress. Uh, you're, you're in that go, go, go nature. And I know, you know, you've got working out, you're, you're doing stuff on the side, then you're also doing the firefighting stuff. So just decompressing, um, just takes yeah. a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good though. It was good. The hardest part was probably the, uh, 
the adjustment and subsequent jet lag. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, that was, that was tough, but it was, it was good. It was a good time. Were you right it. on the beach or were you in a resort or? Uh, we were close. Uh, so the first, first part of it, we were in Kona okay. and spent some time in a beach house. It was great. I mean, it was 15 minutes from the water. You know, the, I, I think for the for the week it ended up costing three hundred and fifty dollars a person. Oh so wow, that's good okay. too. Yeah, it was nice, man. Uh, I've been doing that Wim Hof thing, the uh, breathing thing. The guy from uh, I think he's from the Netherlands, maybe. Anyways, he uh, yeah, he's got a breathing and like cold shower technique. I think Victor Pride's doing something similar to it. But uh, yeah, sure. there's a, fr- a freezing cold pool that was on site. So every morning, you know jump in and you know wake up you know rinse off and then just go right down to the beach and enjoy it man it was oh fun. man yeah i was just talking to my brother about this um one year uh my parent my mom has a cabin and one year the ice went out and uh we dropped a couple sections of dock and you know we had waiters on and everything but i decided i was gonna be brave and jump in and this is yeah. the same day the ice is out so yeah it'll take your breath away <laughs> oh yeah this see that was it I'm, I'm that's not even in the same ballpark that's no. so much colder than what i jumped into but yeah more power to you yeah my brother said uh it was i hit as soon as my foot hit the water i was screaming so <laughs> yeah legendary yeah. <laughs> i don't know how it's got to be i don't know how people do the polar plunge i you know i haven't done it but it's supposed i mean it's supposed to be good for you i usually uh you usually do uh you know like everybody shower up in the morning get ready to start the day do your thing but i finish it off with all like crank it all the way to cold really so i do yeah yeah it's it's just a i I don't know for me it's it seems to you know seems to work yeah yeah yeah, better than a cup of coffee i mean uh, that that gets thrown in there too okay i gotcha you know yeah (laughs) but it's i mean it's just a good start it's it's just a good way to do things. So, and you said a guy up in the northern climates or Nordic climates developed this technique, huh? The cold, yeah, yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. The listeners, if they're interested, they can they can look him up. It's Wim W I M Hoff H O F, and he's got his own video series that you can take part in. I've been big into classes lately, yeah. um, and uh, it's supposed to help. He, he's a fascinating guy. There's a few documentaries about him and. Yeah, it's, it, 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 they're still studying scientifically what's going on. There's a couple of books about him, pretty good one. Um, one of them is What Doesn't Kill Us. It's this guy that trained with Wim Hof and okay. trained in these cold climates sure. to see what uh, how he could push himself physically to huh. do things. I guess, he, yeah, it's it's fascinating. So it's definitely worth checking out. What Doesn't Kill Us make us stronger, I suppose, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. so yeah, I... Uh, you know, I've done the whole um, being a sauna thing because I know the Norwegians and, and those folks are really big on saunas and then getting in there and then running and jumping in the snow. I've done that before, and it's it's not as crazy as you think. It actually feels good. Same thing with a with a hot tub, but um, I don't do the every morning every morning sh- cold shower thing. I suppose I should give it a shot. It's- I do the contrast shower. I know uh, Mike Cernovich talks about it. Um, Victor Pride talks about it. It, it works. I mean, I'll, you know, it, I'll, uh, I'll give credit where credit's due. Okay. It works. I'll give it a shot, and we'll uh, next week I'll tell everybody how 
how I'm holding up with the uh, cold shower routine and if it's uh, doing anything for me. So. <laughs> just, start, just start slow. Start slow, everybody. Yeah, start slow. That's with anything, you know, start slow. I don't want, don't want any small-scale life listeners to end up dead in a snowbank because, you know, oh, it's supposed to be good for you. You know, start, just start slow. Well, so, yeah. and uh, we don't have any snow left up here in Minnesota, so you might have to go oh, up to okay. Alaska or to the up way up into Canada or, you know, to find snow. But this year has been weird. And, and in fact, we're starting to get the crocuses and, and yeah. tulips are starting to pop up. So, um, yeah, we're in, we're in full swing spring here. So yeah, yeah that's good. Rhyme. So that's I'm great, man. kind of excited about it, but, uh, come sitting right back there with the whole waking up and everything. I have been trying to get more sleep with this whole rebooted body thing. So, um, Kevin, Michael Geary, He's got a program called Rebooted Body, and yeah. uh, and I've yeah. been doing that. Been trying to get more sleep, so um, yeah, it's it's really kind of helping. I think you know. Yeah, you uh, read for fifteen minutes, no electronics, an hour before bed, nice, cool, dark, quiet room. The you take magnesium, zinc, uh, some calcium. Yeah, it's it's uh, the 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 protocol is out there. Yeah, that protocol is out there, and it works for people. And you're talking about you know high level guys that are like you need eight hours you need eight to ten hours of sleep if you're going to function like a machine and you you find that they're absolutely right i mean the work their body work speaks for themselves you know it's it speaks for itself because it's good nutrition good sleep good training you know have great sex enjoy your wife and kids and friends and family and be in your life and these guys constantly talk about this stuff and it's not you know days of old where the you know dear old dad comes home from work kicks his boots off and all he wants is a beer like yeah you know these guys are finding like hey we need to go out and play with the kids when we have time off and we got to go get workouts in and we got to hang out with our boys and start that tribe and do all that so right right and i um yeah that's how i lived my 30s when i was uh climbing the ladder you know i would uh work a lot, you know, during the day. Um, then I'd come home, have dinner with the family. Uh, we'd get the kiddos in bed and by like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I was going back to the office to like two in the morning and then living on four or five hours of sleep and, or four and getting up and washing, rinsing and repeating. And I think, um, you know, trying to bust through those habits. I mean, I don't do that now, but, um, you know, there's some times where I'm messing around with the blogger or the podcast or whatever, and I'm up till one o'clock or so, but I'm really trying to adjust my schedule to get some more sleep. You know, that's that's the goal anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, yeah. And, and you, it takes a while. Just like it took you a while and you didn't notice it when you started, oh, I'll just stay up an hour extra because I got to watch this extra episode of whatever you're watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peaky, Peaky Blinders yeah. or, you know, whatever's on, whatever that, sure. whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever the flavor of the month is, you know, and, uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a, it, it's, it's habits. Yeah. It's, um, how can I say this? Um, it's to me and to some other people, very wise people, I have heard from them directly that it's just as easy to make that habit as it is to break it. Yeah. So that's true. It's, it is, you know, 
it's uh it's definitely it's definitely worth fixing yeah, yeah. and to be honest i really don't watch a lot of tv anymore i'm uh yeah God, I don't I don't listen to much talk radio. I didn't don't watch much TV. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm working on my own stuff. I was thinking about this today where I am going through the whole week and I'm listening to podcasts the whole way. You know, there's some really good yeah. stuff out there. And uh, yeah. I just can't listen to the same stuff just over and over and over again. And, and some of these shows just aren't worth my time. You know, my time, I'd rather be putting something together, you know, or, or planning all the, the seeds that I did this weekend. Um, right. I'd rather right. do that, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I think I sent that picture to you and I put it on Instagram. I've got stuff popping through the soil here three days in. So I'm pretty excited. That's, that's a, that's, that's ridiculous, you know? That's, that's pretty impressive. I know. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> so the, yeah. you know, I've been doing the soil challenge thing to, to test different soils. I got two brands of potting mix and I've got this core and, uh, you know, the core is this uh, recycled um, coconut fiber. And okay. the stuff that's really popping through is the core, you know, because you're, you're getting it nice and wet. It comes in a block. You get it all wet, and then you put your seeds in it, and it's just perfect, you know. So I, I think that's a good way to go. So if you're going to go shopping, I would go get some of that, Jay. So is that – that was by Burpee, Yeah, right? the stuff I got was Burpee, and it's just available at Menards, so – giving all these guys a plug come on <laughs> well and, and not for nothing but every time i hear burpee i get nauseous not because of the company because of the exercise but oh know, yeah whatever yeah. i yeah. hear you <laughs> um and you but, just got done with the workout so i don't want to make you puke man i, I, I sure did yeah. <laughs> it was nasty so yeah so uh you were i, I got your pictures and yeah. i was looking you were you were telling me about um this soil uh let's see here Core C O I R. Yeah. Okay. And Burpee calls it a seed starting mix, but it's a coconut fiber. Um, basically, they oh. take coconuts, shred them up, and put them in this, dehydrate them or something, put them in this block. And all you do is put it in a bucket, add water, and the stuff expands. It's it's really pretty cool. So. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the the, the casing for it. It's like a brick. Yeah, it's a like, brick. It's a brick uh, size, you know. Uh, and you get okay. like about two gallons of soil out of this stuff. So I just threw it in a, a five gallon bucket, added some water, and it just. Oh, so it's yeah. So it's the coconut mix and probably the bloodier enemies. It sounds like yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, um, yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Like, no, yeah. it's good. I like it. Put some blood. That's, how, that's what makes the green grass grow, apparently. Well, so, they said there's know. extra f stuff in there, so, you know. Perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, of course. Of course. Uh, last, year, <laughs> last year, I went to these schools and I was showing them how to plant, just plant. You know, I, I taught them both soil and light and water. And then um, I lugged this big bin of soil in there and this year i'm gonna grab one of these things and just throw it in a bucket throw some water in it and say hey kids watch this watch yeah. this. it's uh it's cool stuff i would i would recommend it the other thing that's nice about it you don't get sticks you don't get the rocks you don't get plastic you don't get a toy in there and you don't get clay i mean i bought some compost yeah. last year come on soil companies it was nothing but a big brick of clay and you can't do jack squat with it so this stuff was nice that's maybe it's the engineer the geek in me but i like uniform i like the uniformity yeah yeah i mean it works man yeah you know yeah so there you go we got into planting early i guess hey sure yeah oh spring is here spring know? is here yeah yeah that's the way it's got to be it's nice really nice um 
Do you want to talk about your uh, that video? Or should we save that to later? We can talk about your training too. Video, the video. video. Which video? You put up a. We'll talk about the video. What the heck? We put okay. up a video on small scale life. Um, oh, showing right. mason yeah. jar gardens. Um, yeah, you could grow yeah. herbs. Basically, what it is, I'll have a, a link in the show notes here. But basically, take a mason jar, put rocks in the bottom, put your soil mix in the mason jar. And these right. are probably quart jars, and uh, like it, yeah. you can plant herbs in there and yeah. grow. And uh, you can put that right on a windowsill. And you were wondering what the community thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing too is it was a little art project because you could took some sidewalk paint and and painted that. You could paint that right on the jar, and then with chalk say basil or oregano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got I have to, I have to applaud them on their attention to detail for that. Like she masked, masked off the square yeah. and wrote, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's pretty nice. So, yeah. So, what do you think? Do you like that kind of thing? That's good. It's good. Uh, at work, I convinced the guys to help me out with the garden thing. So it's going to be. We're going to start small. We're going to put that stuff. Um, try to figure out a way to um, secure it, so to speak. Whether it's from predators or from, you know, I don't know, vandals. Who knows? Oh, oh, oh! So hold on, we're talking two different projects now. I was talking about the mason jar thing. You're going, you're going bigger, I think, right? Well, no, 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 no. That, that I was getting to that though. So okay. I, that the, the garden thing was going to encompass the jars. Oh, okay. And yeah, what we were planning on doing, what I was planning on doing, was grabbing these mason jars, okay. doing that, okay. and grabbing, you know, however much river rock we'd need or whatever, uh-huh. grabbing some of that, that soil uh-huh. and starting the herbs, starting the seeds for the, uh, for the garden and do them all together. I have a, a location, like a certain spot that I think would be good while these things are starting up Oh, okay. and just have somebody go out, Hey, here's where it needs to be watered. This is what time it needs to be watered. Gotcha. You know, put it in a, put it in a position to where it's got great sunlight the, yep. the weather here has been so up and down it's been mm-hmm. I, it's one of the most just the best way it was described to me was like a schizophrenic spring <laughs> and it's not anything against anybody with schizophrenia or the or any mental illness or anything like that. it's just been all over the place it's, it's all just over the place yeah fractured and yeah so um I'm thinking tomorrow's going to be the day I'm going to really start doing the planning and deciding what we're going to do. Okay. The good thing is this is going to be kind of like a laboratory for me yep. because I'll be able to have a couple people that I trust that work in a rotating shift schedule and have them just, hey, just go out and water it, check yep. it, see how it's doing. Yep. No big deal. And then when the time comes, we'll start transplanting. You know? so it's, and, and it's going to be on the land that our – you know, place of employment is on, and we're just going to give it a shot. Nice. I just told them, you know, hey, no harm, no foul. If we don't grow any vegetables, we don't grow any vegetables. But if we do, that's even better. Yeah, so, totally. Well, it's uh, yeah. all part of a wellness program that um, that I'm sure I – mean, I mean, places are doing this all over, from churches to, to cities to schools. I mean, everybody's giving it a shot, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, back to your the video with the jars, I, I think it's good. You know, I yeah. I think it's really good. I've I've done similar stuff in the past. I think it's really a cool project. And um, the only concern I have is something that a lot of people have told me is I forget to water it. I forgot to uh, water it. And yeah. Crispy critters. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of the of you know 
of having a wicking type system. But if you get, I mean, you guys are there and you can check it and monitor it. I think it's, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's a great way to go. Yeah. One, one thing, the opposite end of that spectrum, mm-hmm. overwatering. Yeah. So the, what concerns me, I'm looking at it and the more I looked at it, I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good idea. But one concern that I have is, okay, so you get that soil to a good consistency, you get it moist, you get it good to go an amicable environment for these plants to grow. What if those rocks at the bottom start developing algae or yeah. will they develop algae and that's okay? They'll probably develop algae, and that's okay. The biggest concern that I have about that, and you're right, um, you get a big rainstorm like you do out in uh, in April and May, and you know sometimes in the early summer, even late late summer, you get a big dump of rain, and suddenly uh, there's nowhere for that water to go. Right. There's no drainage holes, and right. uh, you know I think when they designed this, it was for like an inside, like your your kitchen, you know, uh, where you can say, oh, nice, it's on my shelf, and oh, it's good, <laughs> you know, but you yeah. put it outside, and then you're dealing with uh, a big rainstorm event, and that is that is a problem there. That's something you'll right. have to overcome and, and watch, too. You'll have to drain that out somehow, if you have a big rain event. Or right. somebody gets a little overzealous, or they're tired, and they just leave the hose on it for a little bit as they're talking to uh, someone on the phone. Sure, sure. Which happens. No, I understand. Yeah, hey. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a matter of it being foolproof, but it's yeah. just a matter of being idiot proof i guess it's kind of it kind of i mean it kind of works that way if you put the seeds in the ground a lot of plants really when they say that oh this is a finicky plant you need to be real careful you never know i mean you really never know like they're going to guide you in the direction that's going to give you the most success with that plant but yeah, I mean, give it a shot. Well, you know? that's and that's what uh, that's what the where the term overseeding comes from. I had that same. You know, oh, the basil can be kind of finicky, so I just planted a ton of it, and that's how I ended up with 150 plants last year. As I kind of went a little overseeding crazy, <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it happens, but it's better to have too much than too little. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. It's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So, so, so you, um, what size are you looking at for the garden area? Uh, you know, I was going to do uh, maybe a six by three plot. Oh, okay. Maybe. Cool, man. But but the thing is, the six by three plot is going to be whatever soil is there, we're going to just till it. We might mix in some potting soil, okay. see what happens, okay. and then just fence it in, just yeah. using whatever we got. It's yeah. going to be, we're just going to try it. If we have to pick up materials, great. But it's going to be one of those projects where I'm going to go out and I'm going to spend $10 on all different kinds of seeds. Okay. And then just put him in the ground and see what happens. Mm, gotcha. So, will it work? Who knows? I'd stay tuned, I guess. I have no idea. But, oh, yeah. Well, keep us, in, keep us up to date, man. I mean, yeah. that's what the Small Scale Gardening Forum is for or the Small Scale yeah. Gardening uh, Facebook group. Ding! That's what it's yeah. for. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can post anytime you want. And that's something I'm yeah. getting to. You know, I was running that garden planning series. I got to catch up with on that, on that. But, you know, these plot type gardens, you know, just taking yeah. a piece of ground, tilling it up. Um, there's stuff you can add to the soil, like uh, use coffee grounds. Put that, you know, Which, put yeah. that right on there and it's nitrogen, you know. Yeah, where we work. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of coffee going around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you just throw yeah. that stuff out, right? Um, yep. So you got that. Yep. You can get like blood meal um, at this. And uh, there's two. Uh, come on. Think, think, think. Blood meal is it the one. oyster, lobster, or oyster, whatever remain like yeah. shell? There's that stuff too. <sighs> yep. But there's different things you can buy that are not super expensive, but you can get that yeah. at the stores and, and add that to your soil just to because you don't know what you're working with. You know, it could be right. 
if it's a, like a lot of developments, they've taken the soil, stripped it all off, and you're left with just this little thin, bleh, you know, of of kind of decent soil for the grass to grow on. But yeah. you know, just maybe add some of that, and you'll be okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in, in no time, you'll have some decent soil. You know, and and uh, I know I know people have been talking about this even on. Um, the Minnesota, Wisconsin region ag site and other places, how to rehab soil, you know, to make it more fertile. And they put in like a winter crop. So next year, maybe plant some sorghum or something like that, just to get that yeah. soil kind of mixed up and then drop some uh, leaves on there, you know, get some leaves that people are throwing away. That makes for great compost. And you can start to build soil, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, hitting you with the knowledge, man. Hitting you with the yeah. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. You know, yeah. I've got the uh, square square foot gardening book. Oh, nice. And yeah. I've left it in you know very tactical and convenient places around the station to try and get people to to understand. Like, you know, hey, we might spend twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty to forty dollars on supplies. And we'll have more tomatoes, peppers, broccoli, lettuce, you know, than we know what to do with. And, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. So. Right, right. And and that that's the soil I use, that kind of mix. You know, the vermiculite, the compost, um, you know, the, the peat moss. That is my soil mix that I use right now. Uh, there's a lot of good lessons in um, the Square Foot Gardening Book. And, uh, yeah. It's a great book, and I, that's how we started the whole gardening thing back in 2009 was with yeah. the Square Foot Gardening Book. So Mel Bartholomew, big thumbs up there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, God rest his soul, he just passed away. So Yeah, yep. he's up tending the gardens in heaven now, yeah. I guess. Huh? Yeah, yep, yep. So that's a great way to start, you know, and uh, really simple, really easy, and and it's organized, which appealed to Julie's fine sense of order. <laughs> <laughs> it's very organized. That's true. That is very true. One yeah. foot by one foot to win for the win. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's a great project, man. And yeah, uh, once it, once the stuff starts to grow, the guys will get excited about it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think. I think that's the that part right there is the truest statement of the whole thing. That's got the most truth to it. So. How many of these guys have gardens at home? Um, two. And one of them has a full-blown, like he's almost completely self-sufficient. Originally from El Salvador. So he's got cattle. He's got chicken. He's got turkeys. He's got rabbits. He's got, yeah, I mean, you name it. So, oh, he's the dude. Yeah, he's he's definitely a good source to uh, to go with. Yeah. So, hmm, that's cool, yeah. man. That that's a good guy to to uh, to learn from, you know. Yeah, I think he's I think he's definitely um, I think he's definitely going to be a good resource to have. He's going to help me out. So he's been pretty educational thus far. But you know, I'm going to start using some of these uh, some of these other techniques as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. So um, you're going to mostly go from seed. You're going to buy some plants too. What do you think? Uh, we're going to go from seed okay. just to see, I, you know, I mean, the starts can be so expensive at this point. It's, well, it's like a dollar per know. inch, you know, a tomato plant's a dollar per inch. So you get a three, three inch plant. That's almost three, four bucks, you know? Right. Right. And it's, it's easy, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's oh, going to be, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be easy to set up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, that's great, sure. dude. Um, yeah. And you're not going to have anything at your condo this year, right? You're in such a way that you don't get good light, right? Yeah, we are. We are sitting with the path of the sun right on our roofline. Uh, 
So it's it's not it's not the best place to grow, unfortunately. Um, so okay. it is what it is. But you'll have uh, a project to concentrate on. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and it'll be a it'll be a great great sort of experiment to see you know, who responds to it and how it goes and all that. I have a feeling I'll probably be the, the big thing is my weekends when, um, you know, just when I'm not there, Yep. we'll see, we'll just see how it goes, see how it's covered and all that. Right. So, see how yeah. dedicated they are to the process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah indeed. Indeed. Yep. So, yeah, it's it'll it'll be good. It'll yeah, be interesting to see. Yeah, so. that'll be nice. So, what do you um? So, what are you thinking for fence? Like a chicken, chicken? Do you have deer there? Is that something you run into? I would assume so. I mean, I know we were in that conversation earlier about the bears and stuff. Yeah, we're in yeah. a pretty we're a pretty uh, urbanized part of town, so I imagine there's probably rabbits, squirrels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it might have to be like a cage almost, and just some sort of access to it. But we'll see. So I got to talk to some of the guys and see what they think. And what I found um, against rabbits and squirrels, just having the simple two foot high chicken wire has done wonders because they don't squirrels can easily get in there. But why would I go in there if I can easily hop on this bed that's not protected? You know, and that's that's what I've seen. You know, they'll turn they'll turn my other two beds into it looks like the Blitzkrieg happened there. But (laughs) the middle one with the fence, they won't get in there. And the same with the rabbits. They don't go in there. So Uh, and it's really simple. They haven't tunneled under it. Um, Granted, I have raised bed so it's an extra tunneling to get under and then up you know it's uh yeah the fence fence works i mean i know some folks have asked me uh about um deer because they're living out in rural areas and what to do with deer and uh i've got to get shoot them you shoot them and you process them and you fill your freezer tasty animals yes yes Um. delicious Go ahead. Yeah. Eat the food. Eat the It'll food. be worth it for me. <laughs> yes. Um, you can do that. A dog is another good way to deter the deer. Otherwise, big fences. Um, <laughs> dinner. Uh, yes. Um, a planning. I've, you know, Bren Haas, I did an interview with her last spring she's, or summer, and she said planting stuff that's really good that they like and for, in a far off areas. That's. That's how she does it. So the deer are drawn to that area, not to a garden area. But I, you know, I they're going to come in there. They want the good stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. If somebody's I, doing the eating, somebody's sure. doing. That's... <laughs> of course, yeah. if somebody, yeah. yeah, if I've got caviar over here called arugula and lettuce and peas, I'm going to eat that versus a hosta way over here. So, right? Yeah, somebody's right. doing the eating, and hopefully it's us. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, that's a good project, man. And keep us up to date on that because I'm really, I'm really curious how that's going to go. So feel free to drop stuff in there anytime, and I'll write about it, man. Or you can. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get some projects going. I'm I'm going to be hopefully fingers crossed. I'm going to get all my stuff, my admin stuff, out of the way. Good. And I'll be putting some stuff out um, tomorrow. Kind of an update on the uh, on you know on the on the book and in just all that so oh on the, yeah. on the on the blog yeah yeah there'll cool. be an update tomorrow so oh nice nice yeah. i was just looking at the blog so um that's con um condo to com is your is your blog and i've been meaning to write an article for that too because uh this gets back to us both looking for 
a spot in rural heaven, right? A spot yeah. in rural areas. So indeed, um, indeed. Yeah. So how are things coming on your um, on your plan? Good, good. We're um, so we set a goal over the next. Let's see. It is April, May, June, July. I think it was. We're going to be up over uh, fifteen thousand dollars saved up by July. Nice. So, yeah, so we'll be we'll be doing that. That's in addition to knocking out debt, doing the whole thing. So we've got opportunities for overtime, things like that. And we try to That's awesome, set a schedule and fill that schedule with the overtime opportunities that we're taking. The goal is to now start cutting costs and that is yep. absolutely all Andrea. She is mm. she's doing the whole thing. So she's mentioning things that we're doing that she sees that I may not be wise to. Yep. And we're starting to slowly make those changes. More leftovers, uh, no eating out, yep. little things, real simple things. You know, and if we're going to spend our money, we're going to spend our money on this, um, you know, on a, uh, stuff that we really want to do. Like the, the class I took, what, a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, visiting family and friends, you know, um, recently a newborn in our circle of people. Wow, so congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, they're 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 definitely great people. They're living in the big city, so that's a little different for them, but it seems to work well for them. But um for now. <laughs> it, well yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, and there there's I mean, it's a struggle for you know, some people that want a few different things in terms of what their lifestyle holds yeah so. yeah well and they might find what what we found too is that uh the rat race is only so good for so long and it's time to to get out of it so um yeah yeah, yeah. we we're on a similar um path we we're still we're still uh, cleaning up some some things from before you know so we we're not uh we're not packing the cash away but that is you know we're probably on a two-year plan well, we're on a year plan to actually buy some property and a two-year plan to, to get the compound idea. Anyway, yeah. compound, I'm using my air quotes. Uh, <laughs> Steal it. Run with it, man. Run yeah, with it. Dude. Right, right. So we're, we are um, – we're doing the same stuff. I mean, what was really cool, and this was not on the plan at all, but we're going there. Um, yeah. I wanted to get Jules on the podcast, and she's like, no, we'll get on there eventually. But um, yeah, she came home the other weekend, like three weekends ago or three weeks, yeah. two, 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 three weeks ago. I told you about this. Yeah. She watched the minimalist documentary. <laughs> yeah. And she is like yeah. gobbling up those podcasts right now. Like crazy. I, yeah. I don't think yeah. she's even listened to mine recently. She's been listening yeah. to those guys. So, Hey, Oh man. Hey yeah. now, Hey now. But, yeah. uh, she has just been totally destroying the minimalist, uh, podcasts and, and she was totally taken with their movie. And what, what kind of happened is our, our, um, one of the guys that plays basketball with Ryan for years, uh, we've known his family and, and, uh, Julie was talking to his mom and she's like, yeah, uh, our daughter came home from college with half, with her car loaded with stuff. And she said, you know what? I don't need this stuff anymore. It's weighing down my life and dropped off like half of her belongings and, or more, you know, just like almost all of her belongings. She said she watched the minimalist documentary and it totally changed her life. So the friend was the friend's mom was talking about this, and Jewel said, "I gotta watch that." So it's been like, 
boom, change, yeah. change. And uh, she's been on it. She's been taking one room at a time, you know, and, and going to town on, do I need this? Does this make me happy? Do, am I going to need this? No, Psh, gone. So really pretty amazing. So uh, I'm wondering if I'm next, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, if you haven't watched it, uh, it's a good it's a good documentary. It's a good. It's a good. Um, it's a good primer to the whole thing. Like I'm looking at a pile of clothes that mm-hmm. are either going to get sold or donated. Um, hang on a second. Yeah, no problem. The uh, missus is making smoothies for tomorrow. So, nice. yeah, we've been crushing calories. Anyways, um, yeah. So if you if you watch the documentary, it's a good primer to the podcast. The background is kind of a synopsis of their their book. And the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand why people would want to go down this this route. It simplifies things. And it's uh, – let's see. How can I say this? It's, it's a simpler way to live and once you break that barrier, it's really great. I mean I went from a guy who packed – I've set some roots here, but I packed my stuff, moved from the, the southwest and drove here. So yep. whatever could fit in my car. Yep fit in my car and that was it well whatever i could fit yeah i mean one could say you'd almost get a small scale life from practicing minimalism i'm I'm laughing here (laughs) i couldn't help i couldn't help to sneak that in but i know it's it's, i mean it's true and and we've talked for years about you know we've got this stuff and it's this is worn out over here and why are we hanging on to that over there well we might use it someday well you know, Jesus might come too, right? I mean, get rid of that stuff. Why not have very few high quality items, right? Have high quality stuff, not a lot of it. And you'll be, the weight will be lifted off your shoulders. It's kind of like debt, you know, the debt and, and not having a lot of stuff. I mean, being debt free, all those things are kind of all tied together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's quality now anymore. You know, you think about how long tools last, like a good set of tools, you know, Uh, firearms, things like that. Tools, firearms, like a decent watch. And then you look at some of the junk, you know, when we were kids, we wanted, you know, whatever garbage was pitched our way. But now as you get up in years, you start to realize like, well, you know, instead of going for something that's going to be busted in two years, it might be the cool thing probably end up getting some a little more quality you know the, the like electronics for me are a big sticking point because i try to hang on to them as long as i can and when i do that what i end up doing is people give me a hard time about it like if i could i'd still have a flip phone but a lot of the stuff that i do for work and all that stuff is um, based on having a smartphone the ability to have that interface but every single big sporting events or uh, big shopping day, weekend, week, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they end up pitching a new smartphone that's out. Just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. The idea is just to keep buying and buying and buying more and more and more and more. Well, you don't really need that. Like You can justify a new computer every, what, two years if your job really depends on it. Like those two guys that work for that minimalism, minimalist, they started the site and their podcast and that type of stuff. They run a simple studio setup. They run it out off their laptops. They might need some new equipment. They might need a new laptop, expandable storage drive. You know, if they're doing it from their cell phone, that's good too. But it's a matter of simplicity. 
And when you have too much stuff, it makes things difficult. Yeah, it, it can be overwhelming, really. And I was going to say, check out this dude with the flip phone, freaking based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I I just got rid of my iPhone 4, you know, and we're up yeah. to like the Samsung 8 because the 7 blew up in your hands and we're at the iPhone, you know, gajillion now. And, I, I, you know, what do you really need it for? I mean, the storage space is nice, but, you know, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, and that's the big, that's the big thing is the ability to store more stuff. Think about it. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> what does it do? Store so, more stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Get I mean, another app on your thing to yeah. take up more of your time, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No, it's good. And I'm, I'm excited and we're, um, you know, uh, we're trying to, you know, one of the tenets of small scale life was frugal living. And, and that's just a pillar. We haven't, we, I did one article on it, one video, one article about it. Um, we haven't dug into that yet, but we are going to just not right yet. We're putting things in motion and getting kind of in the right direction on that. But, um, totally this minimalism stuff is um is great and you know we're gonna have just a few things you know and we can move it you know and uh the other thing we're gonna be doing you know i said we're on a two-year plan before we have the quote-unquote compound we're gonna have stuff in storage so the question is do you want to store it do you want to pay hundreds of dollars or a hundred dollars a month for it to sit in a storage locker for two years or or a year anyway is it that is it is it worth it? And the other yeah, thing, why, oh, why are you spending the money? Yeah, right. Yeah, is it? Do you love it that much? Really, really, dude? Yeah, you haven't worn that pair of shorts in like ten yeah. years, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that letter jacket, yeah. man, in your closet—the all leather one that's nice and shiny—that hasn't been on your body since 1991. <laughs> right, right, right. There's no, yeah. There's no, there's no need for that gigantic closet for all that stuff. Yeah, it's, right, so. right. I mean, those minimalist guys—they drove around the country for what a year. And they had yeah. like one suitcase, their laptops, their phones, and that was about it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing we're looking at too is bills. How do we cut our bills? And, you know, this is kind of where, you know, that initial investment of your garden can come into play and mesh in, you know, so that's one aspect, you know, canning and preserving food and stuff. But then we're going to, we're looking at, we're seriously looking at the cable. You know, do we need that? And can we yeah. cut that out of our lives? Yeah. Anymore. I mean, if we weren't getting such a good deal on ours, thanks. The one thing in the history of HOAs that an HOA has ever done for people, if we weren't getting such a good deal on ours, you know, we wouldn't even have it. Yeah. We just, we just do the internet thing. But I mean, whatever. really the only reason we're keeping around right now is sports. You know, we, we keep yeah. it around for the sports, but otherwise really come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Got all those guys in the house and you know, it's uh it's a requirement, so Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Well kind of a requirement, so Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. Pay the rent, come on, pay yeah, the rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well you mentioned a class that you took here about a couple weeks ago. Was it three? Good grief. Uh about a couple weeks. Yeah, okay. two. To run about two. All right. Now, this was a pretty cool class, and I am totally into what was it? What did you do? Tell me right. about it, man. What What were you doing? Okay. So I initially, when the missus was out of town, she was visiting some friends. Uh, I was looking around for stuff to do and found out I'd kind of been eyeing this place for a while uh, this course, this company, and the company is called Sheepdog Response, 
and it's run by Tim Kennedy and a guy named Blake, and I don't have Blake's last name, but uh, they've got a podcast as well, so a little more you know, knowledge to digest from them, from them. Um, sheepdog response is run out of Austin, Texas. And mm-hmm. if you don't know who Tim Kennedy is, I can give you a quick background on him. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm he sure is our, United. Yep. I was going to say, I'm sure our uh, listeners might not know who that is. It's sheepdogresponse.com is the website, but yeah, who, who is Tim Kennedy? Who are these guys? So, um, Tim Kennedy is United States army. He is active duty. He is special forces, uh, and he is a sniper. He's a Green Beret sniper, I believe, if I have that right. Yeah, Yeah, Green Beret special forces sniper, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's – the guy is is at the top of his game. Um, He's also famous. He is openly on an ISIS hit list. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so the the uh, let's see here. I'm pulling up the information as I talk to you about yeah, I've it. Yeah, got let's it up see. here too. So he's uh, um, yeah, yeah. So so Tim, if we could gush over Tim's manliness for a little bit, let's see here. Yeah, why don't we do uh, that? Tim Tim is in addition to all that, as if he's not busy enough running a business and doing all that stuff. He's a retired UFC fighter, fought in middleweight and light heavyweight in that. In uh, gosh, I want to say strike force maybe. <laughs> Uh, he's a sergeant first class, United States Army. He's a special seven, a seventh special forces group in the Texas Army National Guard right now. He's fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. Wow. Uh, he was in the UFC, Strike Force, WEC, Show MMA, HDNet fights, and uh, actually played. It looks like Chicago Red Bears in the IFL. I'm not sure what that is. I think that's a football league. Huh. Um, he's one of the few fighters to simultaneously serve in the Army National Guard while professionally fighting as a mixed martial artist. Wow. So uh, Tim lives in Austin. And all you got to do is look up this guy on YouTube, look him up on the Internet. You will find this guy chasing after anything and everything that you're even considering doing. You know, And at this point, the guy's 37 years old and is he's one of those guys that you think about people that chase after it. He's that guy, yeah. And he smokes. runs with, he runs with people. He one of the instructors of the course. Um, his name's Tommy Shane Steiner, and if you look him up, you'll find a bunch of country music songs because huh. he was touted to be the next Keith Urban and oh, decided wow. to get out of the field. That's a personal story. Of his I won't share that. I'll let him talk about it if he ever does interviews and stuff. But um, back to Tim. Tim runs with those guys. So wow. Tim runs with the guys that chase after it, they get after it, and they do what they need to do. Uh, he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is not an easy thing to achieve, no. especially under a guy named Hoyler Gracie. Um, he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu under Terry Kelly and Barry Smith, two big guys in MMA. And then he's also a black belt in Matt Larson's Modern Army Combatives Program, which is based out of Virginia. So uh, Matt Larson is a guy. You can look him up to L-A-R-S-E-N. He is um, the guy that is essentially responsible for writing the Army Combatives Program, which uses a lot of jujitsu. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I feel like a very small man in front of this manly man. If you are, and they're the nicest, they're the nicest guys on the planet. If you are, let's see. So if you're looking to model some of your motivation after somebody, this is probably a good guy to go and do it after. Um, 
So anyways, back to the story about how I got involved in this class. Uh, Mrs. was out of town, and I decided to take this class. I signed up for it. It was a little pricey. I'd been looking at it. I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was going to be a firearms course, and it was going to be a like self defense course and sort sure. of like a with like a like a tactical spin on it or whatever. Um, and it's it's cool. It, it was it was it was cool. It was well presented. It was all that. Uh, when I first signed up for it, I watched some videos and listened to the podcast and talked to some buddies of mine that were like, "Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. I wish I'd take. I wish it was coming near me." I think I was they don't one of those do guys. Them, <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't do them very often for civilians. They do them oh. for law enforcement. They do them for federal, military, all that stuff. And um, started to get you know signed up for it. Started to get a little nervous. So I did a little more research on it and learned what these guys were all about. And we get there in the first day. You know, it's a three day course. Luckily, it was like 15 minutes, you know, 20 minutes from where I live, which is fine. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so we show up and we get a little primer on everything and then they take us out and they teach us about profiling and situational awareness and how to judge people's biometrics and what they're, you know, what they're walking around. I mean, you know, one of Kennedy's famous sayings is, you know, uh, you say that only God can judge you. And I say that's not completely true because I'm judging everything you're doing right now. Hmm. And these are guys that sit in a restaurant armed and they sit with their back to a wall oh, so yeah. they can surveil the whole restaurant and they're ready to go and they know their, um, they know their surroundings. So they're kind of uh, like Jason Bourne where he's like, yeah, I know that guy over there is, you know, he can handle himself. <laughs> this guy over here, he can, you know, he's got the truck back over there. And this guy, he's, I can outrun right. him and I can outrun all these guys and, and if in the right. mountain air or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I can run, I can run for a quarter mile flat at this elevation before I start to black out, you know. Um, this is a guy that, uh, the quote, the exact, the exact quote that actually ended up on a t shirt. Um, when the FBI came in to let him know, like, hey, you know, I'm announcing this new T-shirt because the FBI came to my house and they said, you know, you're on an ISIS hit list. They're following what you do. They know where you are, all this stuff. And he said they can send whoever they want as long as they don't want him back. And this big long rant ends with let those cowards come. Oof. And it's and he's hey, you just basically spit in their face. Wow. You know, he's not afraid of him. He's I mean he's done it. He's done it. So wow. he's the lead instructor for this course. He's got some great guys that uh that teach this course. And I had no range work with pistols. I had no drill work with pistols. I had nothing of that nature. Ended up doing uh a total of what was it? Nine hours of pistol drill work, like handgun drill work out on a range with professional instructors currently serving special forces, um, you know, various police departments like marksmanship instructors, nationally ranked and national champion pistol competition winners. Um, These guys are pros and they're teaching us the basic mechanics of how to do this in a situation under stress and in a compressed amount of time. So you go from doing that, doing, knowing nothing about the gun and just being like, well, it's always loaded and I just need to be careful. And as long as I point this gun at somebody, it's probably going to kill them. Well, that's not entirely true. Unless mm. your stance is right, your grip is right, your sight picture is right, all that stuff. It's coming. It's it's ingrained in my memory now. And I'm wow. doing these dry fire drills and doing 
tactical reloads and all kinds of stuff that are out there that these guys taught me the basics of. And the fact that they took the time to individually, I mean, the course is expensive. It's 700 bucks, 800 bucks if you're, you know, not first responder or whatever, but it's worth every penny. And everybody that's asked me, I've told them it is worth every single penny to have a professional group of instructors teach you, teach you, joke with you, laugh with you, be hard on you, tell you to go home and practice, teach you how to do everything. And turn you into a pretzel when you get on the mat, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the second half of it. I have a little bit of a a background in jujitsu. I'm, I'm, you know, at the base of the tree of knowledge, you know, it's, it's, Mm. it's, it's a climb and it needs to be drilled every single day. And so I got on the mat. I wouldn't say that it was pushing the idea of like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. It's, I have a fairly decent introductory grasp compared to some of the other people in the course. Sure. There's a, there's another Gracie black belt that's in the room that's taking the course with me. And I'm talking to him and I'm talking to his buddy who's a brown belt, same school on the East Coast. They're training with one of the best. Oh, my. I mean, it's just synonymous with the that level of training. So we we start doing the hand-to-hand combat type stuff. We learn sure. some basic flow drills, things like that. And then towards the end, we get these – we get just kind of a sparring you know, or roll. It's called rolling in jujitsu. Okay. Um, but they sort of turned the heat up on us because they started doing fake eye gouges and striking, you know, like, uh, training speed strikes, not breaking ribs or anything like that, but you definitely felt it. Uh, try to get you out balance and, and yeah, try panic. To, yeah. Mentally, panic. mentally they're mentally, they're messing with you. Okay. And you know, the first day in the course, Tim, jokingly was like man you're a pretty big guy for you and yeah and that was actually my response and he started laughing so um, he got it huh yeah he got it he definitely got it um and as the sparring section or the the rolling section came about in their curriculum we kind of just partnered up and i realized that i'm partnering up with tim kennedy from the ufc and he's a black belt yeah and he's a, a trained special forces sniper and the guy knows hand-to-hand combat and he's teaching everybody everything and i'm trying to keep my technique solid and the guy is just technically a wizard wow the pressure the control the breath control the stuff that he was teaching me during this three to six minute session was such a heavy knowledge base for me and to get that to understand like wow you see this on television you watch this with your buddies and you're like wow these guys are pretty good i think i could do that Mm -hmm. no you can't no you have no idea the ability that these guys possess and the amount of time that they put in just looking at their schedule you realize they go into the gym for two hours they do workouts that would make people vomit oh yeah they finish up they eat something they go and they roll they train with training weapons they train in combatives and they train and all that stuff this is nothing like the movies this is the stuff in the movies but the movies are nothing like real life and they teach you that stuff Mm. so being able to learn from those guys and ask them questions like i tried to get tim in an arm lock and by the time i realized that i had him in the arm lock he had already passed into a different position where that was physically impossible for me to do it was it was split second i can't even tell you it's it's like 
He was born in the darkness. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it was it was it was a a great way to learn some really physically tough lessons. Just that kind of one on one with that guy. I mean, that's yeah. that's. Dude, you learned a lot. <laughs> Worth and every penny and more, you know? Yeah. And he's he's very I don't even want to say gracious, but he's very humble because okay. he knows his ability. Okay. But he's willing to teach people. That's he's cool. not a jerk. He's not he wasn't rude at any point in time. Nice. The the instructors were friendly. They're very positive. We had all people from all different walks of life there. Yeah. And some of us with at least an exposure to it on up to the experts that were taking the course as well. They taught us the same as they taught everybody else. And we were sort of helping with, no, 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 you got to do this. This is what they told you to do. So we get to help them and they correct everybody and they would make sure that everybody was doing the stuff right. And man, it was, it was just, it, it was incredible because mm-hmm. I, I've never been able to learn from a, a group of people like that. I mean, you had photojournalists, you had, I think, and I can't be sure if it was in my class or not, but I think there was a lady that was homeless that got offered a free spot in oh, the class cool. to learn how to defend herself. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, like you don't know anybody's backgrounds. So it's it's wild because they're willing to teach these people and teach the way that they brought this about was it, they, they want to create this tribe. They want to create this group of people that are willing to defend themselves. And the idea of the name of the company, Sheepdog Response, is – uh, based on the author of the book on killing and it's Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman hmm. is his name. And long story short is there's an analogy with the public and with predators. The public, the general public are sheep. There's always wolves at the gate that are trying to get in, trying to harm the sheep, trying to kill the sheep. And there's a small subsection of sheep dogs that will protect and defend the pack of sheep just because that's what they do. It's in the wolves' nature to try and kill the sheep. It's in the sheepdog's nature to try and protect the pack from the wolves or the herd from the wolves. And the sheepdog has more in common with the wolf than he does with the sheep. True. Interesting. So, Yeah, that's interesting. Right. So you have to have that mindset. They, it was three days. It was three days. It was physically taxing. I've, I've, there's been a few occasions where I've been more exhausted, but it hasn't been much. And I will tell you this, that if I had the opportunity to train with those guys every single day, I would do it, but my life would be completely different. Yeah, I totally would, man. Totally. Yeah. That's, so, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, and it, it goes back to, and we'll get into some detail here, but you know, it goes, what you're saying about the sheepdog and their philosophy, that, that goes back to the ancient times where, um, you had certain men, they were in the Senate, certain men were the gardeners and, and making the food. Other men, they were up on the walls, you know, and they were the first line of defense and they would sally out and do the heavy, heavy fighting and they were the protectors you know they were they were the warrior class and right. these guys certainly are uh the warrior class i'm just i was looking at their instagram and i'm going oh man these don't mess with these guys you know <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely the the interesting thing about all this is that they explained it in in terms that makes sense mm-hmm so not only that, but they, they go into a lot of the fact that, you know, if you think about it, some of the most beautiful architecture in the world, I, I, and excuse my language, but I don't give a shit. 
forget what anybody thinks. Um, Roman, Greek, Italian, that architecture. Warrior class and the warrior classes of the past have become synonymous with the creation of great art. So out of something violent, and uh, it's a horrible thing. Violence is not a great thing. It is golden, though, because it is an actual creation of something good. It's that thing that's going around saying, you know, hard times create good men. I, I forget what the thing is. It's like yeah, hard rough times. times yeah, hard yeah, hard times, times create, create good men. Good men. Good men create yeah. good times. Good times Sometimes. create weak men. Weak, weak men, men create men, hard times. Create, it's a one big circle. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, Jack Spurko just po- posted that on his uh, on the Survival uh, Podcast and his own Facebook site. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look. At that. Right. So yeah. Right. Right. And it's. It, it's true. It really, I mean, it really is. It's, it's, uh, to me, it rings true because honestly, we're, we're at a point in our, our timeline where if you're not really defending yourself, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to progress? Hmm. We're losing all this, you know, not to make this too political, but no. look out for yourselves. You know what I mean? Just look out for yourselves. That's all you really need. Well, and Tim, I'm looking again. I'm on his Instagrams, the Sheepdog response Instagram, and his quote is: "If the day ever comes that you have to fight for your life, the only thing that will determine the outcome is if you ever trained and prepared for that fight." That's Tim Kennedy's quote. So right. there's truth to that, you know. I mean, no one is a Rambo here. Just naturally a Rambo. I'm. I like to think I'm a Rambo, but you're not a Rambo. I'm not a Rambo. You know, I. Yeah. I go turkey hunting. Woo. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I there's, mean, there's some bad people in the world. There are. Yeah. What you know, what are you what are you doing to train your yourself? Mm-hmm. How are you how much hands on are you? How much hands on are you getting with that weapon? How much how much time are you getting in the saddle? You know, how much time are you working out? How much time are you actually sparring and fighting? Or are you just saying that, oh, I could probably do this? It's yeah. not true. Yeah. It's not true. It, you know, it, if you're not doing it, you're not going to know. You have to put yourself through some punishment, and that's what creates the hardness that you deal. Mm-hmm. These guys can laugh and joke and have a great time, but they also know how hard they are. They know how hard to kill there, and that's another quote that he's got. That it's it's just it's huge, man. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um, and it's interesting too because I was just um, I mentioned Kevin Geary earlier in the show, and I was just. Um, and you've talked to me about this too, about doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And Kevin was just pushing me on, not pushing, but he was just, uh, beeping me on, uh, hey, what about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? You should try that. <laughs> you yeah. guys are both yeah. telling me to do yeah. it, you know? And yeah. I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. My knee, just, my back. Just go. Yeah. Just go. It doesn't matter. If you explain your injuries to them, you're going to get people that are going to understand and you can work with them and you can just make sure that you can you can make it happen. Yeah. That you have to devote yourself to it, though. That's mm. the thing. That's their rule. You know, you have to devote yourself to it. I mean, I haven't been in a month because I've been nursing a couple injuries and working on some, you know, some other training methods and things that I've been working on. There just isn't enough time in the day, but I imagine I'll be getting back there fairly soon. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. man. I mean, it, I'll, I have not listened to their podcast. So I would like to take a listen to that. So um, I'll have links to everything here. If you're interested in sheepdog response, uh, taking some kind of training like that and just looking at pictures and stuff, It is, and Jay was there. I mean, it's not 
uh, all warrior types. You know, it's it's anybody. You know, um, anybody can do this kind of stuff. What did, what did you think of the range shooting at the range? You said you didn't have much pistol work. I mean, what did you think after you got through that course? I mean, how do you feel about it now? You need reps. Yeah, everybody needs reps. I mean, how many guns are in this country? Yeah, tons. Three hundred million. No, yeah. there's more than three hundred million. It's like two to two or three times the number of people. I think, right? Right. So, how come there isn't the need to like schedule an appointment at your gun range? I can walk in any day of the week and go spend two hours and put two hundred and fifty rounds through my gun, provided I'm having a good day. In case Marshall's listening, the pistol instructor from the course. Um, why isn't there a weight? Why aren't there more ranges? Why? Why is it? Why is it just? Oh, I'm going to buy this, and automatically everything in the house is safe. I'm not even safe with it. I have so much work to do, and so many different drills: how to draw, how to reload, how to slide lock, reload, how to all kinds of stuff. How to understand the different types of ammunition? How to? Mm-hmm. It's 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 endless, and you don't have to be a quote unquote gun guy. You don't have to walk into a gun shop and tell somebody, "Oh, a Glock 19 sucks because I fire a Sig and a Smith and Wesson <laughs> is a piece of garbage." You need to drill. I was going to tell them that I'm there for the zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm going to do. So <laughs> that's another. Th- that's another thing too. Like why? One thing that they pointed out: why aren't people firing at the three or four inch square with the um, or three or four inch circle with the one inch square in the middle instead of the big bad guy pistol target that you see in every movie or the zombie with the head coming at you. It's completely unrealistic. The guns that we fire, hmm. small rounds, itty bitty gun, itty bitty rounds to quote Marshall, the pistol instructor. Aim small, miss small to quote yet another movie oh, from yeah. the Patriot. The Patriot. Gibson. Yep. yep. Yeah. So why aren't you working on the normal conditions for which an attack happens? I mean, you you can't scroll through anything on your cell phone without seeing somebody get attacked or seeing a potential attack happen. Why Why aren't more people drilling this stuff instead of just talking about it or just assuming like, oh, I've achieved, I've unlocked the gun achievement, so that means my house house is safe. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't you don't have the gun in a holster, the magazine in and it kept somewhere safe where you know where it's at if you had to draw on somebody breaking in. How many how many news stories did you read this week about people breaking into houses and getting shot with AR15s? Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch. I I read 3. Yep, I did too. Right. And the result is people are saying, you know, oh it's unfair. It's unfair because those people know what they're doing. Yeah. And you should never fight fair, ever. Not not in, not if it's a home invasion. That's not how we do things here. Yeah. We don't do that because we're well armed, but do we have the knowledge? And I don't think that we do. As a majority, I don't think we have that knowledge. I think we're incredibly lacking, myself included. I think in this game, well, it's not a game, but in this, in that kind of environment or that situation, fair means you're dead, you know, or you're, or you're being attacked or your family's being attacked. I mean, they are the aggressor at that point and you are defending uh, your castle, so to speak, or defending your ground. And, uh, you know, the best you can do is take as much high ground as you can. And, and, uh, you know, if you're prepared, you can, you can deal with that. And, and, and I haven't really dove into the prep game too much. I mean, we talked a little bit about winter, preparing for winter and driving in winter and that kind of stuff. But but this is good stuff, too. I mean, um, you know, if we're talking about moving out to a rural area or even in an urban area, there's there are bad people in this world and you might have to defend yourself. And it's right. 
There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being prepared. There's nothing wrong with having the knowledge and being able to defend yourself. Right, right. It's it's your right as a human being. It's not even an American right. It's your right as a human being to defend yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, somebody's coming at you. You got to stand your ground sometimes. You know, it's not always flee. You know, it's fight, flee. What's the, I don't even, you know, (laughs) whatever. Ideally, ideally you want to get out of the situation. Provided all the criteria are hit, then you fight and you put yourself. Tim talks about assets and liabilities. You know, is the is the same guy who's been through just finalized a divorce, not getting any sleep, is still arguing with people, uh, has a shitty diet, isn't training, and has no interest in what's going on in the world. Is he an asset or is he a liability? Mm-hmm. He could have all the training in the world, but is he an asset or is he an, is he a liability? You have to realize that, and that's what some of the stuff that they touch on in this course. They give you these these nuggets of truth and if I could have just audio recorded some of the stuff that they yeah. said it would have blown your mind there's some I mean there's some of it that yeah. you can you can hear them talk about but the ability to recognize that there's going to be a problem yep. and making the decision like hey I'm either there or I'm walking by I'm, I'm, I'm removing myself from the situation not even being in that situation in the first place knowing your surroundings and that's that, that's what this course teaches you mm. overall that's what you're getting from this course and like I said just just go to the website yeah just go to the website and just watch some of the stuff and they've even got videos that you can purchase and the, the basic pistol and then on up from there yeah but, the virtual training yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's great because you're learning that stuff that they did in the, in the videos in the basic pistol is the stuff they taught us during the course. Cool. And it's, it, it was, you're learning, you're learning from red blooded Americans that want the best for you and want to teach you exactly what you want to learn about that $500 pistol that you've purchased and have never used. Hmm. That's it's, cool. It is what it is. Yeah. So if you're you're not training, it's a waste of time. Yeah, it's like any skill. I mean, we've talked about building skills. It's one of our principal uh, principles. My principles here, Um, and and building skills is one of them. And just like gardening, you know, I don't just show up some day and throw some seeds in the dirt and say, "Grow." I'm a expert gardener. I have to work at it a little bit. You know, I've got to do some stuff. And 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 same with fitness you know i just don't throw up 300 pound bench press you got to work at it you know or swim five miles you got to work at it you know um danny doesn't my son danny doesn't run a mile under five minutes you know just by waking up one day and say i'm gonna run you know he's worked at it it's uh it's one of those skills you know defense and the rest yeah one thing that stuck out to me and that i learned from just the short time that i got to roll with tim was the fact that you need to train yourself to be hard to kill hmm that's a dark thing to say. Yeah. It really is, but it's the truth. I mean, nature's pretty unforgiving. And you need to train yourself to be able to be hard to kill. You need to be able to put up a fight. You need to be able to control a situation as best you can and minimize your the possibility of your mortality in any given situation. And it doesn't mean that you have to walk around and be on edge and start choking people out or, you know, busting people like pistol whipping people. But what it does mean is you need to be able to learn how to control your instincts and be in touch with those and train yourself to give yourself the best shot. Like I said, 
bunch of different people in that course, a bunch of different backgrounds. There were some people that were pretty out of shape and you could tell, you could tell. And he pointed out in the best way he could. It's a great analogy. He said, some of you had given up 30 seconds into a three minute round with any one of these instructors. And you need to think about that because if you get into a position where you can only last 30 seconds, you better find a way to finish it. And if you're just going to say, well, I'm just going to shoot you, that's not always the case. You need to be able to physically keep your heart rate in check, keep your breathing in check, work under duress, work hard under duress, and keep your frame of mind not, oh, I'm going to throw up because I'm rolling around with a bad guy. It needs to be, it's got this. It's okay. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm focusing on. Here's my next step. This is what I've got going. I could talk for hours on this, but I'm not an expert. I'm far from it. I'm some Joe Schmo that took a class and got to train with a bunch of guys that are about as close to superheroes as we're going to get. They're normal guys. They're family guys. They got a wife and kids. Don't you dare cross them. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. And, and you know that going in, they're part of the elite, but if they're going to share this knowledge, one thing that's big on the podcast, if you're sharing this knowledge with people, you better soak up and repeat as much of it as you can soak it up. Sure. But every single night after that class, I went home and did my dry fire drills. I did my draw. I did my reload. I did everything that I needed to do so that I improved when I started I was slamming the trigger down. It was awful. By the end of the course, I had, and I quote Marshall, who's one of the nicest guys I've ever learned from. I had one, I had a semi-decent grouping. And I'll take that. I'll take that as an improvement from a gigantic sweep of bullets up this target. At the beginning, it was a waste of time, but it got better. And it was semi-decent. And I'll take that from a professional, a guy who can match bullet holes on a professional pistol target. And and uh, you didn't turn it to the side and have it, you know, have the side and pop, pop, pop. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, kill, the kill shot, the pew, kill pew, shot pew, angle. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, and I just, I found a, uh, they've only got a few pictures on their site, but uh, they must have been impressed with you guys because uh, the picture of your crew is there. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's nice. And uh, I, I think I'll include that in the podcast as well. I see your, I see yeah. your mug back there. I'm, I'm in there somewhere in the it back was, hiding in the back. I see you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It really was. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I think I, I think I still have that same picture. I'm waiting on some photos from one of the guys when Tim was simulating, uh, murdering me. Oh so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it was, it was a good time. A lot of these guys are just, just normal dudes, just normal dudes with an incredible set of skills. So it's you know it, it was a it was it was a once in a lifetime experience and I, I I hope I hope it isn't to be honest with you you know so yeah totally man Jay and I covered a lot of ground in this podcast and there's a lot of material to process the show notes will provide a breakdown of the topics covered and provide links to relevant topics thank you for tuning in to the small scale life podcast we couldn't do this without you our friends followers and family. Get out there and practice those skills and always remember to learn, do, and grow. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. We'll see you next time.